Spatial computing improves how medical professionals work with their patients. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Alex Young, founder and CEO of Verting. Welcome, Alex. Hey, Tony. Hey, Dean. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. So what is your mission at Verdi and what prompted you to found the company? Yes, yeah, so my, my background's um, actually as a trauma and orthopedic surgeon originally, um, so not by nature a tech entrepreneur, um, but I worked in the UK's National Health Service for a number of years. Um, and when I was doing that, I had a, a real interest in how the workforce learned, trained and performed. And, and we've seen, you know, especially during the COVID pandemic, how dedicated the healthcare workforce in particular is. Um, and so I decided to start a company and leave that job behind, really to, to utilize some technologies like uh, artificial intelligence, virtual reality, and augmented reality um, that could make experiential on-the-job learning affordable and accessible for everyone on the planet. So that's our mission that we set out to do at Verti. Um, and we do that using a technology platform that collects data on how people learn, train, and perform, offers insights into how good they're going to be when it matters, particularly um, in the fields of things like soft skills um, or in the healthcare sector, um, surgical training, um, and, and really ensuring that um, any employee uh, is the best they can be for their organization. The British Medical Journal, now the BMJ, cited medical errors as the third leading cause of death in the US. Related to that, what are the use cases for virtual and augmented reality in medical training? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's, um, it's a huge, huge problem. And you know, the spend on um, payouts due to, to negligence from, from mistakes by you know, either tired doctors or nurses or people who are underprepared in environments um, is, is you know, in the billions of dollars every single year for healthcare providers. So it's a massive, massive problem. Um, for um, what we try to do um, at, at Verti, we, we provide people with um, repeatable on-demand training experiences that they can practice in a safe environment. So they're not learning on the job. Um, and most importantly, we're collecting lots of data about how they perform um, in these virtual environments. Because um, if you think about on-the-job training, often you will see something, you'll, you'll do something, and you'll learn from it. But unless you sort of go back and write that down and reflect upon it, or someone is there to critique you, um, often there's not much data that's actually collected on, on that sort of um, episodic training experience. So we can collect data on things like soft skills using um, natural language processing, like looking at um, the content of, of how people communicate with patients or their teammates, um, the cadence at which they're speaking, as well as positional data like um, where people are looking in a virtual environment um, in something like a surgical operation. Um, and in the, in the surgical journals, there's lots of data that basically says the best surgeons, the most experienced surgeons are the ones whose eyes and their eye movements move most quickly to an area of concern in the operation. So um, by us being able to track that, we can actually predict um, who might need some more training, who's you know, on target to be a superstar in their organization. And we can also set new standards um, for what good looks like across some things like soft skills, which are normally quite subjectively assessed by people. ZDNet's Joe Best wrote about using extended reality to train doctors to deal with patients. For customized training, what kind of research and data gathering goes into building training content? 
Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, one of the things when we um, started the company back in 2018 that we did was we spoke to training providers, not just in healthcare, but in lots of different sectors. Um, and we tried to really analyze their, their key needs in the market at the moment and what they were struggling with, with um, training their employees. And the, the, you know, one of the key take home messages was the way that we do training at our institution is very different from um, you know, a hospital down the road or in another country. And so a lot of our customers are able to generate and create their own content themselves around their own training needs. So that might be um, using video-based training or 360 virtual reality video um, to capture immersive experiences or using things like the computer-generated environments where you can customize that, um, change the demographics of a, a patient, uh, change the environment that a patient is in. Um, and then that can directly link to um, the training needs of an organization. So whether that is, whether it is uh, teaching someone how to uh, diagnose a certain disease or outside of the healthcare sector, if it's in a, an office environment and you're um, trying to get someone to practice how to have a difficult conversation with a colleague um, or how to hire or fire someone, um, we can do that through the system repeatedly and safely um, in a way that people can learn from it. To what level of detail do your uh, simulations go? Do you actually perform surgery on a virtual patient? Um, so what, what we do is um, on, on the surgical side, we actually um, optimize for, for a lot of the real world 360 degree footage. Um, and the reason for that is that every single uh, uh, surgeon has a specific way of doing operation. And so certainly when I was training in trauma and orthopedic surgery, I learned by almost an apprenticeship model where I would go around and, and learn from lots and lots of different surgeons and, and pick up the best bits that they would teach me um, around different areas of, um, of, of orthopedics or the body. Um, and so what we do with, with our system in virtual reality is we can record in 360 video or 2D video actual real world procedures, um, put that onto the platform, uh, make that interactive uh, with, with branching decision trees, a little bit like a choose your own adventure book. So people can cognitively go through the procedure um, in, a, in an on-demand capacity. Um, and you know, one really good example of this, we, we um, had a, one of our customers uh, just last week do a, a live training session in the UK with a hospital in Ethiopia. Um, and you know, we, in any other setting, that would almost be impossible to have um, trainees and learners from Ethiopia joining in with a training setting um, in, a, in an NHS hospital. Um, and so that was a, you know, an amazing thing to see. And, and the operation they went through was a very, very unique um, uh, one, which was um, a, a pediatric procedure on, on a child, which was quite rare. Um, so it was a fantastic example of how, you know, just by democratizing training and scaling it, you can you can help people on different continents to learn um you know much more th than they might do in uh, you know just with traditional training methods well and and to that point th there must be a huge cost savings uh in training in training this way so but more importantly in the medical world skill and knowledge retention matters more so what kind of improvements have you seen over traditional training methods yeah, 100%. So, I mean, we, we are unapologetic nerds um, in every sense of the word. word. So, I mean, as, as well as being sort of technology nerds, um, I'm, I'm a medic. I've got a degree in um, education as well. So one of the things we did very early on was validate the platform through some, some independent research. So um, we've got a lot of data um, around things like knowledge retention. So traditionally, 
people if they go on a sort of a one-off training session and, and you know you or, or anyone listening might maybe able to relate to this you know if you go on a uh, any kind of course or you watch something on youtube unless you're doing that thing repetitively uh, you will forget it and, and and from the literature around about um you know most people forget 80 percent of what they've learned at around about the three month period um, and we've done quite a bit of research using lots of different pieces of content so whether it's surgery whether it's um, soft skills training uh, that shows that people who go through virtual reality or augmented reality type training um, have their, their knowledge uh, fade less and they retain knowledge for longer. Um, the, the other really interesting thing uh, with this type of technology is that because you can actually digitize um, existing in-person training, there's a huge ROI benefit in terms of cost savings for, for organizations when they deliver their training. So um, you know, for any sector, not just healthcare, a traditional in-person training session often involves um, a teacher or you know, someone who works in the organization um, in, in healthcare, that might be an actual doctor or nurse who are being pulled out of their, their clinical uh, environment. Uh, and then you've got the actual physical environments and, and in healthcare, uh, things like high fidelity simulation using mannequins and, and expensive equipment um, you know, can cost upwards of uh, $200 per, per learner per day. Uh, so, I mean, one of the, the things that we're most proud of was during COVID, um, we helped one of our customers in California uh, reduce their training need by by almost 50% actually. Um, so you know, 50% of their traditional uh, in-person training was put online, which which then saved them a heck of a lot of um, money as well, which was which was super rewarding to be a part of. What a critical time to need uh, this type of, of training. So is this training even accessible to small to medium-sized medical operations, or is it really better suited for large hospitals and universities? Yeah, so our, our customers at the moment tend to be on, on the larger side. Um, we, we sort of um, have a number of enterprise customers um, across the United States and the UK and, and in APAC in the Middle East. Um, but you know, smaller sized companies can get huge benefits from this as well. So, I mean, one of the things outside of healthcare that we're seeing uh, a huge uptick in at the moment is, is onboarding for new employees. So actually we use our platform ourselves um, for, for onboarding all of our new new hires and, and upskilling them in things like sales and support. Um, and our onboarding internally is, is something crazy, like only 21 days. Um, and, you know, we're seeing lots of, of corporates and, and organizations of varying sizes look to really kind of reduce that ramp uh, for employees by, you know, immersing them in these very realistic on-demand environments. Alex Young, founder and CEO of Verdi. If somebody wants to connect with you, Alex, maybe they want to find out more about uh, what the work that you do. How can they do that? Yeah, of course. So uh, we're at Verti.com is our website. Um, and then we're Verti Labs on all social media. And I'm Alexander F. Young on Twitter if you want to connect with me. Sounds great. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much. And find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on YouTube iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and TanyaHall.net. Thanks for watching.